Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, I'm excited about this next. <laughs> Our guest right now is um, someone that has worked here. He has been a staple here. We trust him. We believed him when he would speak to us about the things that were going wrong, particularly in politics and more. And he is joining us tonight. Who, who is he? Well, let me tell you a little bit about him. For the first time in the history of the United States, a former president has been indicted by the country he served as commander-in-chief. Yeah, you know, like president of the United States. Um, Friday's announcement of the charges against Donald Trump may have been evitable, but they still stunned the nation. So what happens now? What are the next steps that we should look for? And to help us spell this out, we welcome back our friend to the show, Jack Rice, the local attorney and former WCCO radio host, joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Hey, Jack, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Geraldine, it's so good to be with you. I love coming on with you because, by the way, uh, you have maybe the best voice in the business. I (sighs) swear. It's just big and round and just. Yeah, love it. I love it. That's so, I'm so to be with cool. Thank you. But I wonder what you're drinking. You ought to send me some of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is very real and raw, what is happening in our country right now. And I am blown away by the voices that keep saying he has the right to do this. He can do that. And I, you and I both know that if, if it were me and Jonathan and even you that did this sin, I am telling you we would all be under the jail. Under the jail, in the catacombs, trying to figure out where are they? <laughs> it is an extraordinary thing because the concept of the rule of law, and I'm just talking about everybody in the very big sense, really goes down to something like this, is that we're all the same, is that everybody is equal, every, the law applies to everybody. And honestly, Geraldine, the thing about the rule of law, and I've been lucky enough to teach law all over the planet to, to lawyers and One of the things about it is that everybody buys in. And the problem is, is if we don't buy into the rule of law, that somehow some of us are different or we're allowed to do certain things, but other people aren't. I'm not talking about it being fair. I'm talking about the aspiration of fairness. If we don't buy into this, it is literally the glue that will keep a society together. And what makes this case USA versus Donald Trump, because that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. The first time in more than 200 years we have ever seen a former president federally indicted. This is an extraordinary moment in time because what it says is that the rule of law applies to everybody or it doesn't. 
how it works, due process, and everything along the way has to apply to everybody equally. And I think the real question now is whether it will. Okay, so what about the policies? When it comes to the laws that Congress is creating, how is it that we still don't get this right? We still have this man who is walking around saying, hey, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. It's no problem. I did that. And and the rest of us are supposed to go, oh, yeah, he did that, so I guess it's okay. Why aren't we, like, screaming at the top of our voices trying to figure out why is this happening? Because if he's going to allow or if anyone, the, the, the Justice Department, if, if they want to make sure that he gets away with it or that he is okay to get away with it, what happens to the rest of us? To me, that says that's it. We're, we're done. The United States of America is done. Oh, this is the front end of the wedge. And yeah. I, I really do mean that, too. It really, really, truly is. If what we have decided is that objectively, it doesn't matter anymore. I can do what I want. I can say what I want. I can be what I want. So long as I am part of a particular political affiliation. And the problem that comes with that is that if that's what you accept because you're in a position of power, well, it's only a matter of time before you're not in a position of power and somebody else is in a position of power. So it's not just about being a Republican. It's not just about being a Democrat or being an independent. This does not matter. If we can't rise above this and say, prove it, just just prove it. And I'm saying even with this guy, because Donald Trump has a presumption of innocence. Donald Trump did not do this until the government can prove that he did that. And I think it's really important that we use that standard. But I also believe that the law is the law. The proof and burden that the government must have, they must prove it. But. Once they prove it, we have to believe in the system that works, because if we don't, this really is the thin end of the wedge. It's not Donald Trump. It's actually about us in the broader sense. Okay, then us has been too quiet. Okay, because (laughs) not enough of us are screaming at the top of our lungs. And by the way. The reason I'm so excited to talk to you tonight, because it's all about the laws. It's all about how it is written. Every word that is written in a law matters. Every word. It can change in an instant. So if we are able to, to, in the United States, to really look and say, oh, we can change that. We can take this out and put this in. This is something we've been doing for a long time. And now it's not working, mainly because of the person who is responsible for making this wrong. I don't know which entities are all involved in rewriting or adding words to this and taking away words to that. Bottom line is we are not who we were even a decade ago. We are not those people anymore. No, no, there, there is no question. And that is true because what we can say and we can look back in our own histories and we can say, what about this president? What about that president? And we think about why we do the things that we do. But if we think about this indictment, the one thing that we are seeing in this case that makes this interesting from special counsel Jack Smith, who, by the way, is a career politician. He's not a registered Republican. He is not a registered Democrat. The primary focus of his career is to go after corrupt politicians. And so that's what he has done. What I would suggest to anybody listening is that there is a 49-page indictment. That's out there. It's very public. Everybody can read it. The thing about this indictment that makes it so damning is that it is extraordinarily specific. And it includes, in some cases, blow by blow uh, pieces of the indictment itself and why they're doing what they're doing. 
including photographs. And so what you will see if you really dig into this is this. You're going to see 37 counts. 31 of those counts are actually and very, very specific in terms of what they do. They're, those 31 counts are violating the Espionage Act. And what that really means is anybody who, and this is the language, deliberately retains national defense material and fails to deliver it to the officer or employee of the U.S. entitled to receive it. Now, what that means is this. It's essentially about possession, yes, but it's knowing because they come back to you and say, you have this, we want it. And it's the refusal to return it, even though, even though you are no, you receive notice that you receive it, and then you refuse or fail or even hide it so it doesn't actually come back to the government. This is not the same as what we have heard from Joe Biden. This is not the same we have heard from former Vice President Pence. Because, in fact, with both of those cases, both of those cases, what we found was that the former vice president, both former vice presidents, if you will, uh, what we had in members of Congress, uh, they both had possession. But as soon as they became aware of this, they disclosed it and they actually sent it back. What we see from Donald Trump was was that not only did he receive notice, he then said, I have the right to keep it. Number one. Right. Number two, what he did was he actually hid it. And then he tried to hide it even further and then obstruct and then lied, directly lied to the FBI who was doing the investigation about what it was that he had. And so these 37 counts are literally extraordinarily specific. And when you look at the people who are actually coming out saying the former president has a problem, it's actually kind of telling and somewhat shocking, too. Yeah, I don't think we're shocked enough. Okay, you remember going all the way back to Edward Snowden? Um, you remember he had oh, yeah. all of this information and he was threatening different countries and then working with other countries and giving out all kind of stuff. And it took us forever to capture this guy. It took us forever to, to say, I'm sorry, what did you say, Jonathan? Actually, we we may be conflating people. Edward Snowden is not captured. Um, maybe right. you're thinking of Julian he's Assange Okay, from he's... WikiLeaks? No, no, no. I'm talking about... Okay, yes, yeah, Snowden is no, not Snowden's captured. He's still, he's, he's still, I believe yeah. he's still living in Russia. No kidding. Yeah, I thought for sure he moved. Okay, I'm wrong with that. I'm so sorry. The bottom line is we have heard all of this happening before. We know that there were little pieces boiling up, boiling up, and all of a sudden we said, wow, how could that have happened? And then all of a sudden we go back to eating our Cheerios and everything's fine. At this point, the world has changed. Not just our country, but the world has changed. And if this is, if, if we're looking at documents that are not supposed to be seen by the eyes of anyone but the current president, right, and the lawyers, right. then how is it that we are at this point? How is it that one person can change everything? You know, it's a wonderful question. I mean, maybe what we'll do is let's let's go broader for a minute and talk about the whole concept of classified documents. And, and I can say this not just as, as a former prosecutor, not as a criminal defense attorney, but as a former CIA case officer, is that what you have with classified documents are multiple levels. You have confidential documents, 
And generally, anybody in the in the military, as soon as you join the military, you usually you end up with a confidential clearance. Usually, it goes to secret pretty quickly. But there's confidential, then there's secret. After secret, there's something called top secret, and that really narrows down the number of people who have access to this. Above that, there's something called SCI, and what that means is sensitive compartmented information. It's actually, if you will, above top secret, and what it does is it, it sets things up in categories to narrow it even further to essentially say the only people who have access to this kind, these kinds of information are those people who really, truly, and honestly need it. And the reason is, is because you, when you get at this level, you can actually take a piece of information, a piece of classified information, and if you know what to do and how to do it, there is the potential that you can actually walk it backward to the actual source of where it came from. So in other words, if the NSA, if the Department of Defense, if State Department, if CIA and others actually went out into the world and acquired this piece from somewhere, if you have this piece in front of you, you might be able to not only find out what country it came from, what division it came from, but maybe even a particular individual that it came from. And so it's extraordinarily important that you protect it. And so when you think of the context of what that means, the idea of protecting this has always been about making sure that the only people who see it are the people who absolutely have to. The problem that we have actually seen, it's, it's happened some years ago, but it's particularly important in this case, that when you have somebody who has access to literally the crown jewels, any and everything, including those pieces of information that actually can lead back to a particular individual, understand what it means when somebody takes them, anybody, and puts them in a public place where other people have access. What we have here, Gerilyn, is a situation where not only did this president take classified information and acknowledge, by the way, it's in the indictment, acknowledged subsequently after he was president that it was still classified. So in other words, he can't say, oh, I declassified this because presidents have certain amounts of authority. Right. He himself says, I didn't declassify this. And what he then does is he actually goes out and he shows it to people. Right. Now, that's actually distribution of classified info. Understand what happens if I'm former CIA. And, and even to this day, if I talked about certain operations I was involved in or became privy to, I could have the FBI knocking on my front door saying, guess what, you're coming with us now. Mm -hmm. And they probably would. So understand how big of a deal this is when you have somebody who acknowledges having classified information, distributes it to people who don't have access or the right to have access to it. So it's not even his. And he gives it to people without any classification or particular ability to protect it. Those in themselves are crimes. And those are things that would put me absolutely in a jail cell. Exactly. Exactly. But the person that should be in jail, in fact, there are several people that should be in jail, are not there. Okay, we have to take a break and then we're going to come back and talk more with Jack Rice. I mean, really, he's amazing. We'll be back. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, my goodness, it's 826. It's such a pleasure to to have Jack Rice on to really kind of open up and help me understand. And I'm hoping he's helping you understand, too, because there are moments I sit at home and I am in a daze and I keep saying to myself, how did we get here? And we, we can easily look back and see how we got here. The point is now, how do we get out of it, Jack? How do we get back to our true reality? 
Can I tell you, there's something called an investiture. And what an investiture is, this is sort of off topic, but it's actually not, Gerilyn. Uh Jerry Blackwell uh, is was one of the lead counsel and the one who did openings and closings in the Derek Chauvin case. Yes. I don't know if you recall. And, and uh, Judge Blackwell actually just uh, ascended, if you will, to the uh, federal bench. So he is now a federal judge. And this just happened uh, several days ago. And it was an extraordinary thing to watch. And the reason is because the number of people who were there and part of it, including, you know, like Senator Klobuchar and others. But but one of the people there who I, I loved watching was Justice Page. Alan Page, for those, if there's anybody who doesn't know who he is, you've been under a rock for about 40 years. So, <laughs> exactly. uh, again, Minnesota Viking, Purple People Leader. That's yes, right. yes, yes. That That's part's right. all true. But But frankly, what he did after he retired from football is nothing short of astounding what he's done in terms of the page foundation, what he did when he was on the state Supreme court, an amazing man who has an amazing legacy and talked about Jerry Blackwell and they've been friends for 30 or 40 years and talking about the need for legitimacy in our government, in our society, but frankly, in the judicial system too. I mean, when you watch that and realize what's missing, and I've been trying to answer this question, Geraldine, myself. Listen to some of these stats that came out. CNN did this poll, but you could probably go to Fox, and it may be comparable. It may not be. And what CNN found was this. 60% of all adults approved of the charges overall. 76% said that politics played a role. 31% said the indictment strengthened democracy, while 31% said it weakened it. Now, if that doesn't split this country in half, I don't know what does. So what's the next step for the United States? For, for those of us, whether you're on one side or the other, what is the next step to get us to really wake up and understand how serious this is? I, I think that, that one of the things we have to think about is we need to realize who we are as a country you know, and well, I who are we? Because, I would love for you to define well, that for me. Who no, are we? I would love, I would love that too, because here, here's what I, what I can tell you for sure. For a very long time, I've watched politicians frequently on both sides say that the U.S. is exceptional, that somehow we are sort of different than the rest of the world, mm-hmm. and that as a result of that, we are almost preordained to greatness. The problem is, is that's not true. Right. The problem is, is it's never been true. I mean, I, I think of it like this. I was teaching trial advocacy and I was in South Sudan um, some years ago and I was sitting across from a judge and we were talking about these highfalutin things. You and I are talking about this idea of rule of law. And his response when he looked at me was rule of law is, is all well and good, Jack, until somebody comes in with an AK-47 and cuts you in half. Mm. And, and, and when, when you, see what's happening in places like South Sudan. And my response, it can never happen in the United States, except for you realize the thousands of people who are clamoring up the the front steps of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Mm. And when you watched that, you realize we are not exceptional. And if you've ever thought so, we aren't. We are not that far from the edge. And what we have seen over the last few decades is I think we've seen an assault on the institutions of the United States. Now, in some cases, I, I think it's important because the institutions have, have were set up and were designed to be unfair to a large swath of America. 
And I think what you're also seeing is a lot of those people coming in saying, we can't have that happen. It needs to apply to all of us. There is a pushback to that. And that pushback to that is saying, we have a particular, some of us have a particular place in this country. And if there are those who are excluded, who now want a seat at the table, doesn't that take away from, well, my plate? And so what you're seeing is this, I think this institutional, but almost uh, this, this, this notion of what it is that makes America great. And I think those who are afraid that what is going to be taken away from them will make their place worse, different. That was January 6th in my mind. And I think that Donald Trump was nothing more than a response to a lot of those people because he echoed what it was that they said. He didn't create it. You and I know that, I think. He, I, I don't think Donald Trump, frankly, I'm not so sure if he necessarily believes in a vast amount of what it was that he said because over the last 30 or 40 years before that, he said all sorts of other things that were directly in opposition to it. I think he reflected a large number of Americans' fears. Well, the problem is, is that when you have the ability to take that swath of people and tell them that A is B and B is A, and that black is white and white is black, that all of a sudden you can have alternate facts. Their, yeah. their words, not mine. Yeah, gaslighting is real. <laughs> it's so real. It is and and if you, you're constantly lying. There's no way we can get back to the truth unless we all get on board to get back to truth. We're, we're redefining well, you know, what truth is today. That's not well, helping that, us. That is part of the problem. That is part of the problem. And I think what we have to be able to do collectively is make some objective decisions on what is actually objective. Okay, give me an example. Give me an example. Well, in in a case like this, what I think we have to do is we start with, what does the law say? What does the law say? And what does it actually mean? So if you think about these uh, specific laws as they apply to... uh, the Espionage Act. We'll just say something like, like where we are in this topic, because we could go real broad, you and me. But if you talk about somebody who deliberately takes national defense material and fails to return it, we need to make sure that everybody says, is that unacceptable? Because if you're saying it is, then those are the same people who went after Snowden as the person you were talking about. But they were the same people who went after several other people in the last couple of years saying this is a national security problem and we can't do that. These were the same people who have gone after a whole bunch of other people in in our long history who we saw as traitors. And we have to make an objective decision as to what the law means. And then if we can objectively agree to that, then we will then turn around and say, okay, did you prove that this person did that? Fine. Let's make let let's leave a jury of twelve to decide whether or not there is proof beyond a reasonable doubt that they did it. Yeah. But I think we have to start with a law that says this is what it says. Can we all objectively agree that that's what that? Means? But Americans, millions of Americans, are not accepting law. Period. They're not right. accepting the rules and regulations, the the mores. The, they're, we're not accepting them anymore. And if we don't accept them, we have nothing. Jack, we have run out of time, and I'm so sorry that we have, man. You and I could talk for two and a half hours, but it has been a pleasure just to hear your voice. Because I know that what you are saying has a lot to, it brings understanding to so many.
that are listening tonight. So thank you. Well, it was an honor to be with you as always. Take care of yourself. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.